Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Welcome to the show all about your money. I'm Michelle Martin. Now, one of the talking points for Budget 2021, especially for online shoppers, pretty much most of us, is the extension of GST to low-value goods from 2023. So, where once what you ordered via air or post that was worth less than $400 you did not pay GST on, you will have to pay GST on come 2023. So, here's the context. Similar goods brought to Singapore that a domestic business would bring in would be subject to GST because goods imported via land or sea are taxed regardless of value. So those low-value goods that you've been ordering online and which arrive via air or post, though they're not currently subject to GST to facilitate clearance at the border, well, all these changes come 1st January 2023. To help us understand more, Yo Kai Eng, he's EY ASEAN Indirect Tax Leader, is my guest. Good morning, Kai Eng. Morning, Michelle. How much of a boost, really, will this measure to tax low-value goods add to Singapore's revenue? And how does this dovetail with Singapore's larger tax priorities? Well, well, to put it into perspective, uh, we all know that GSC on average, um, even you know, on average, contributes to about one quarter of the total tax revenue collected by the government over the past five years. So definitely, GST is uh, a very important source of revenue for the government. So with this uh, introduction of the GST on low-value goods come 1st January 2023, uh, it should further add to the GST revenue contribution to the government. Uh, as to how much... Um, I mean, is it going uh, to be significant? Um, no, you see, because uh, in, in terms of the value, right, GST collection is about, in total is about $11 billion mm. on average. So I'll put this, uh, even though, I mean, this is just my guesstimate, it's about, say, about uh, 200-300 million. So a percentage, but not not um, very significant. Okay, got it. And how does this dovetail really with our larger tax priorities here in Singapore? Again, um, you know, this has been uh, mentioned many times. Uh, DPM came, in fact, uh, again, in this recent budget, uh, reminded everyone that... Um, you know, um, there's going to be a GST rate high. Uh, it wasn't increased in 2021, but definitely sometime during 2022 to 2025, right? It's likely to be sooner rather than later. Right. So, so, this, so, so again, it's just one component of the overall GST collection mechanism that, you know, that the government is basically um, looking forward to to basically uh, raise uh, revenue, basically to meet the rising recurring needs. Now, the move is said to be one that will provide a level playing field for domestic businesses versus their overseas competitors. So do you think it is going to level the playing field for local suppliers? Um, in a way, to a certain extent, yes. Uh, I mean, today, if we buy locally, right, um, you know, there'll be a 7% GST charge on, on our local purchases. And of course, um, um you know, if you buy online from overseas suppliers today, you know, that you don't have the additional 7% GST charge. So come 1st Jan 2023, uh, for those foreign suppliers that are going to be GST registered, because the mechanism is such that uh, under the overseas vendor registration regime, the foreign suppliers will actually register for GST and charge 7% GST on the local supply of goods, I mean, on the low-value goods to local consumers. Uh, it will, to a certain extent, um, you know, have a certain level playing field in the sense that whether I buy locally or online from someone overseas, I could be paying the 7% uh, GST 
on my purchases. But maybe just just to add, but having mm. said that, right, um, yeah. we all know that um, besides just the 7% GST component, uh, I mean, there's more to it than online shopping, right? We are looking at things like convenience, uh, price, uh, very attractive pricing, the variety. So so there are other you know factors that um, they may not necessarily deter people from just uh, moving away from online shopping uh, and just you know purchasing it locally. So it's, it's not just GST alone that we are looking at. Yeah, good point. Yo Kai Eng is EY's ASEAN Indirects Tax Leader. So Kai Eng, Australia, the European Union, New Zealand, they've announced or implemented similar plans. What do you see as key challenges when it comes to the implementation of the GST on these uh, low-value goods here in Singapore? Yeah, well, well, I suppose the challenge is that, um, you know, here we are looking at, um, you know, under the the mechanism is for foreign suppliers that are supplying low-value goods to consumers here uh, to be GST registered in Singapore, right, if they meet the, you know, the uh, registration threshold criteria. Hmm. So, of course, the challenge is that we are not dealing with uh, local um, suppliers, we are dealing with foreign suppliers. So it's always challenging that, you know, if they are outside Singapore, how do you... Uh, uh, enforce, um, you know, their compliance, you know, getting them registered for GSP, how do you ensure that? So so that's going to be a challenge. Uh, of course, for the bigger players, normally they are very compliant. Um, mm. You know, the big overseas suppliers will definitely register for GSP. But, you know, you still have a lot of these small overseas suppliers that may not necessarily um, uh, register for GSP in Singapore come 1st January 2023, right? So, so, so it's challenging. Uh, but again, just to share an experience, like, you yeah. know, when we introduced uh, uh, on 1st January 2020, mm. uh, when Singapore introduced GST on uh, digital services supplied to uh, consumers here, uh, the tax authorities actually, you know, tried to reach out to many of the overseas suppliers, mm. uh, basically informing them that there's this new rule coming into play uh, and basically, um, you know, giving them all the rules to make sure that they are aware of and, if they comp- you know, if they meet the criteria, they should be registering for GST. So I would expect that um, you know similar sort of approach would be taken again by the tax authorities in reaching out to many of the overseas suppliers, uh, making sure that they are aware that you know this new rule is going to kick in from 1st January 2023, and hopefully getting many of the foreign suppliers to uh, register for GST. These are the local, uh, I mean the foreign individual suppliers that may not be selling through a market. Uh, platform operator. Yeah. So the onus will be on the suppliers. Now, when it comes to the imposition of GST on business-to-consumer imported digital services, this was announced in Budget 2018. Uh, it affected video, music streaming services, applications, software, online subscription fees. So we hear that you know other forms of imported services could also see the GST imposed on them. What could some of these be? Yeah, so, so you know, the the... On 1st January 2020, the, the OVR, Overseas Vendor Registration Rule, kicked in for uh, supply of digital services to end consumers, right? Mm. So it was, a, again, announced in this recent budget that this will now be extended to non, uh, non-digital services, right? So basically, um, uh, so, so come 1st January 2023, what's going to happen is you have foreign suppliers supplying, whether digital or non-digital services, to end consumers in Singapore, uh, and if these foreign consumers are registered for GST, then they will have to charge 7% GST on their services supplied to, to end consumers. So we all know what are the digital services. Right? So for non-digital one would be things like, you know, um, uh, class, uh, online classes, uh, um, you know, educational services and all that was kind of mentioned as examples quoted 
by yes. by DPM Hing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, Kai Ing. Uh, before we let you go, how do you think this budget positions Singapore for the future? Your views. Um, uh, I think it's uh, interesting in the sense that this budget basically uh, provide, um, you know, put the. If you look at the budget, you can put it into three time horizon, right? Basically, for the it's about now, next, and beyond, right? So for now, basically, the government has provided, continue to provide immediate relief uh, to the hard hit sectors and households, uh, and of course, extending the job support scheme. And then we, we look at the next, right? We, you know, they are investing strategically for growth and press on with the economic transformation in the medium term. You know, they talk about mentioning about the three enablers like uh, growing a vibrant business community, catalyze a wide range of capital, create opportunities and redesign jobs. And of course, beyond, you know, it's basically building a caring and sustainable home for generations to come. So, so it's all, all about now, next and beyond, uh, which I think, you know, it's a, it's a good budget that, um, you know, basically continue to provide and care for Singaporeans. Yeah. Great to have you with us. He's Yo Kai Ng, EY ASEAN Indirect Tax Leader. With me here on Your Money, I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.